what is going on people welcome back to keep it 111. uh this is the off-season edition this is and, and we had to really drag ourselves to get online for this one. oh my so, uh as always my name is andy and i'm joined by the other main man sanha Yo. how you doing man no i'm doing all right it's uh the slow off season and slow off season, man. This is this is the time of the year where you know, uh, you, you know, you know, all the all the young ladies and gentlemen are they're looking they're looking tight, nice at the beach. But for us, it's the off season, man. Belly's getting a little bit bigger. You know, <laughs> we're just kicking back and relaxing. Yeah, I am kicking back. I really am. Let's go. Uh, I mean, what can we say? Uh, I'm sure if you if you're a sports fan, you know if. If we're talking off season, we're talking trade deadlines. You know, trades, free agency, transfers. This is what we think of when we think of the off season. And don't be fooled by the fact that you know just because the MLB season is you know right uh, at, the, at the midpoint mark that the uh, the trades and the transfer action slows down. In fact, it heats up because the deadline for uh, trades in the MLB two weeks from now, and there are definitely some big names uh, that are. Uh, going hot in the market, and so we're going to talk about those. Uh, we're first going to probably talk about you know the All Star Game, which literally is going on now, and and then we're going to talk a little bit about NBA. Can't uh, can't miss out on that. Talk about some of the trades, free agency, and uh, see really where you know what teams we're really excited about next year. And then we're going to finish off with some transfers in the European football world. EPL focused as always, but you know we're gonna we're gonna mention some of the big names that aren't necessarily EPL. So, Sonho, we got to first start off. I mean, while it's as topical as it's gonna get with the All Star Game, um, Sonho, do you watch the uh, MLB All Star Game really much? Because I know, like, it, like the All Star Game, it's it's really, you know, I think I think like a lot of people, I think watch the NBA All Star Game. Yeah, I try to watch that one every year. Um, the NFL Pro Bowl, I never watched that one. <laughs> I don't know if that one's got a really big following. Um, the MLB is actually like an interesting one, right? Because you kind of play for home field advantage in the World Series. And, right, right. Uh, and I think at least, you know, compared to the Pro Bowl game, like a lot of um, all-stars that the MLB um, for the MLB All Star Game, they're actually going to choose to play because there's certainly a little bit more prestige behind becoming an All Star. Yeah, maybe not as much as you know the prestige behind becoming an NBA All Star because NBA All Star was like that's a very big honor that people talk about a lot. Um, and the NFL Pro Bowl, on the other hand, I mean, to my understanding, is not super. It's a joke. It, 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 it's a joke. In, in some sense, it speaks poorly that you're playing at the Pro Bowl because that means your team is just irrelevant, <laughs> right? I just found it really strange how the the Pro Bowl for the NFL is always taking place right before the Super Bowl. I mean, I get it, you know, like it, to give the teams an extra break. Yeah, it's to fill the week. In the yeah. middle of that, right? Exactly. It, it's basically like a. Uh, full disclosure, not an anime watcher, but you know how, like, you know, in animes they'll have like filler arcs and stuff. Yeah, like that. literally what it is. It's the filler arc. That, of the that, <laughs> yes, and um, and much like MLB... much like filler arcs, you know, they are not important, irrelevant, and no one gives a shit about them. 
or, or, or as the uh, or, or as the enthusiasts call it, I think they call it non-canonical or something like that. Right? Correct. It is. Yes. Which is just another word for irrelevant. No one cares. <laughs> but um, but but do they uh, but do they at all mention? I'm sure they do. Right when they're talking about NFL All Stars, I'm sure Pro Bowls Pro Bowl appearances have to count for something. So I, I mean, would you say that's they true used to they of... used to more uh, like back in the day where it was marginally less common for like fifteen different players from you know one position to drop out of the Pro Bowl, but you know when when you had like fucking Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill going to the Pro Bowl, you know it's hard to be like. Yeah, we have a Pro Bowler quarterback named fucking Kirk Cousins. Ryan Tannehill, Pro Bowler quarterback. Must be good, right? Fucking. Huh? Could you imagine? (laughs) And don't check because I might be totally wrong. But it would be so hilarious if, like, Kirk Cousins, like, Twitter handle is, like, (laughs) seven-time Pro Bowler. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Actual meme. Actual meme. But, like, yeah, so, like... At this point, it's just become, like, so, like, no one wants to play in the Pro Bowl um, in the NFL. And so, like, people keep dropping out. And then you end up, yeah, like, your your Pro Bowl quarterback ends up being, like, the 20th best quarterback in the league. Which is then, like, okay, what's the point of having this then? You're the 20th best in your position and you're, you're like, the, you're the representative in the All-Star game? It doesn't doesn't really make any sense so um so i like it, people used to care about the pro bowl uh wow i caught a fly or something anyway um people used to care about uh pro bowls but not so much anymore um i think it, it's really gone over to like all pros like that's what really matters in the nfl now and even so like you it, you can really tell by the contracts because like 10 years ago there would be like contractual bonuses if you were a pro bowler. But now oh, not like almost I I haven't heard of a, a more recent contract that like gives a bonus for being in the pro bowl, but you, if you have to be an all pro to get like a bonus or whatever. Um so, like in the NFL, the pro bowls like it it really does not matter. Like they just it, it's so meaningless. <laughs> I think what I I think what wasn't the rookie Mac Jones like the like the Pro Bowler? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. There, there <laughs> have been, just like, there have been so... some outrageous Pro Bowlers. Like, I, you know what? Just now that I'm on this fucking tirade, let me look up like the most egregious fucking Pro Bowlers of all time because like. Dude, I'm telling you, some like there were some decent ones. Um, it's especially because we, in the last few years at least, we've had some like good young players who are up and coming, and they're less likely to be injured then, right? Because they're young and they're more likely to be healthy during the Pro Bowl week. So like we've had some like decent, but like yeah, so like we had Mac Jones in it. This was last year. Last year it was Mac Jones. It was Kirk Cousins Ugh. <laughs> in this fucking thing. Um, let me see who. Let, let's see who else is like egregiously in here. Uh, Hunter Renfro is just like randomly in here. I don't know. 
Um, Brian. I I feel like Fitz has been on like a lot of Pro Bowls over the years because I mean it speaks more to the Cardinals. He has like, actually though, yeah. In, he actually uh, you know, has their incompetence, but yeah, I, I feel like he's been a regular in these games. Like, oh my! All right, let's let's look at this one. Yeah, okay. Ryan Tannehill wasn't the 2019 one. I don't know why. So was CJ Ham for some reason as a running back. Have you ever heard of that guy? No, you've never heard of that guy before. <laughs> and, and he was on, he was in the Pro Bowl. Um, fucking like, what the fuck am I looking at? Oh my god, the year before that, 2018. Oh, here we go. Jared Goff. Mitchell <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, fucking oh what? God. Dude, these are the people. These are the people who are in the Pro Bowl. It's like... <laughs> Dude, Jared Goff was a Pro Bowler twice. Oh, my. Yeah, he, he's a Pro Bowl merchant, man. Holy shit. Yeah, like Andy Dalton. Good. Kirk Cousins has been here multiple times. Like, Alex Smith has been a Pro Bowler multiple times. Teddy Bridgewater at some point? Tyrod Taylor? <laughs> Tyrod. What the Taylor. fuck? To be fair, Ty- it, to be fair, Tyrod, he is a Super Bowl champion. So. Has Baker been in the Pro Bowl before? Mm, I feel like he's I feel like always... Be a- the thing about Baker has been... He's always been like... Like he he like plays well and then gets injured. And then he plays well and then gets injured. So... <laughs> Uh, sure. I don't see him in it. I don't see him in any of these. But yeah, some of these are just like outrageous, like names. I I really just don't understand how some of these people bowlers. I don't. Yeah, but in any case, in any case, for the MLB, you know, it's still an honor, right? And yeah, yeah. You're, you'll mostly see people miss out because they're genuinely, you know, injured. I think George Springer this year decided not to play it was more precautionary but it was a legitimate more legitimate reason it wasn't more like a i'm just too good for it i don't think anybody yeah, really yeah. thinks that yeah you know, i don't think people think that. players play the best players you know in the game are gonna be playing um this year i mean just to give some background of the last seven ones the al has been dominating um and the interesting thing about last year is that they played it in this hitter park, hitters park course field, and the score was something like four two. It was pretty low scoring, actually. Interesting. Um, this year they're playing it in Dodger Stadium, which is definitely like the polar opposite a, a pitcher's ballpark. Right, right. And so, on one hand, I feel like okay, well, if if last year tells us anything, with more or less, of course, a similar you know, starting cast of players uh, for both sides. Well, then we should expect something that's low scoring. But if you look at that American League starting lineup, it's insane, man. Well, first of all, you have Aaron Judge, who's hit like 33 homers. And that's we're like insane. halfway through the season. That's fucking, <laughs> that's that guy's crazy. a fucking monster. I, he, I don't know, man. I, I just hope he's not roided because like, that would be so sad because those numbers are literally video game numbers. Yeah. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton's in the lineup. Yeah. Guerrero Jr. Shohei Otani. And then, and then you think, well, 
Mike Trout was injured, yep. so yep. that's got to be a hit. But they got Byron Buxton, who's like hitting, who's hit twenty three homers. They got so much power in that lineup, and so I don't know. Like I think, I think you have to think that the American League's going to take this one as well. I think we're going to see some bombers, but I don't, I don't think it's going to be a high scoring one. Yeah, yeah. Especially because you got, you know, you still have Clayton Kershaw starting, which is going to be pretty dope. I mean. Uh, Obviously, we're not going to get to catch that, but uh, Clayton Kershaw uh, getting the starting nod in the hometown crowd going to be a pretty dope, uh, you know, theatrical kind of experience. And Dodgers also have a guy like Gonzalez who's gone undefeated this year. I know wins and losses don't count for anything, but when you're eleven and zero on two point zero ERA, like that's pretty special. Yeah. Even if you're on a team that's as prolific as the Dodgers, 11 and 0, that's that's pretty that's pretty impressive. Uh, and of course, we have Sandy Alcantara, who I thought deserved to be the starting pitcher, but you know uh, the way it is with the the All Star game and how that manager really gets to pick the starting pitcher. I mean, you can't not put in Kershaw uh, in front of the hometown crowd. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, in Dodgers, you, you have to like, you have to understand it. Yeah, for but, like sure. it's no slight to Sandy because Sandy's like. I think he's like got the league best like ERA like one point seven or something. It's absolutely insane. Um, he's playing really well, and um, they got the good pitching. But the thing is, I just don't think the uh, National League lineups really got that much. Like losing Bryce Harper was big. Um, right. You know, up and down the lineup, there are just some players I'm not so sold on, like Jeff McNeil, William Contreras. I mean, they're playing well, but you know, when your DH like is not hitting like fifteen plus home runs. You know, halfway through this season, and not even half like, of Aaron judges. Exactly, it's kind of like you got a DH. Like this guy, like this guy only hits. You surely got to be able to do better than Willie Contreras. And I mean, that was supposed to be Bryce Harper's spot, right? So, I, I just don't think that the National League's got enough firepower uh, this year to really change what's been the ongoing trend with the American League dominating in recent years. Yeah. I think we're in for another one. And, you know, another let's one. not get started on the American League uh, pitching, right? Shane McClanahan, who I'm like... Jesus. I, I love this guy. Um, I, I, I thought that he was going to be the starting pitcher. He is. His his strikeout to uh, strikeout per inning, uh, strikeouts per nine innings ratio is insane. I think it's like 12 or something like that. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. His and, Yeah, his strikeout rate is 36 percent that's insane that's, that's insane. <laughs> i mean like he uh, uh, he's like he's he's playing some really good baseball for the rays and uh they still have guys like alec manoa nestor cortez and you know clay holmes yep. you know anytime you know it's uh anytime we have an all-star game you know the american league you know bullpen's gonna be stacked with all the new york yankees talents because for sure they for always sure. have the best bullpens right clay holmes is Play homes is the real deal, so he's I, gonna be in it. It's really telling. Like you can tell that the AL is stacked by the players that didn't make it to the All Star like team on the AL, like Michael King, Kevin Gossman, Taylor Ward, like Ty Fra- Like none of these guys made it, and they would have probably. I would guess most of these guys make the NL All Star team, if not all of them. So. I think so. Yeah. So, like, it's just crazy. Like, that's just, yeah, it, it's just loaded. Loaded. Definitely. Um, and not saying, like, the NLs doesn't have, like, you know, their 
pair of like you know good players like right Kachar's right right of course season goldschmidt's having a great season as well yeah of course but it's just the, the the homer numbers are just crazy and you know like these kinds of games like you know the hitters are unless like you're like a jeff mcneil or like a like an anderson you're, you're not a home run guy like for real they're gonna be swinging for the fences you know what i mean yep and so guys that you know hit home runs that's gonna be a very big asset if you have a guy like aaron judge stepping into the plate and all he's thinking about is just ripping that thing out of there right so yep. um that's gonna that's gonna count for a lot i think i think we should um maybe not necessarily expect a game with a lot of runs but we're definitely gonna see homers that's for sure a lot of solo solo shots maybe because everybody's just trying to go yard <laughs> from the american league side um but 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 that's about it for the um all-star game and let's quickly talk about you know the free agency and uh, the the trade deadline because sure. or more specifically the trade trade deadline because we had the biggest contract in MLB history 440 million dollars for Juan Soto 15 years he turned it down yeah crazy what like can we can we just like you know like cuz the thing is like I'm not going to sit here and say that like every and, and say every single time there's the there's a biggest contract in history like handed out I'm not going to like act surprised like it's happening, right? Because it's happening in every sport, NBA as well. Contracts just get more expensive. And the thing is, I truly think that at least in baseball, we're going to we're going to see a billion dollar contract before we die. Like I think that's like it's going to happen, right? And um the thing is for a guy like Soto, like he's got everything. He's 23. Yep. He's He's won a World Series championship as the best player on that team. <laughs> like, so Not think about that for a second, right? <laughs> if, look at the NBA. If, that's like if, because he's 23, and, and when he won, he was like 20, 21. Right. And he was the best player on that yeah, team. Yeah. Like, granted, it was, it was a very, like, well-rounded, deep team. It wasn't like, you know, he was... It wasn't like the offense was so much better than the pitching or anything like that. The pitching was still really good as well. They had a lot of things going for them, but he was still 20 years old, and he was the best player on that team. Like, you, can, you cannot imagine that in the NBA nowadays. No, no definitely not. Like, like, that's like if Zion came in and like, he just won the ring. I mean, it was like... Or something, right? It's like when, when, when Kobe won his second ring. How old is Kobe I mean, when he won like, his second ring? He was young, but I, I, I guess, yeah, like, I would say... But, like, even say, then, he was still, he still had Shaq. Right, like, and I think it. Soto was, like, he had Rendon, I guess. But I think most people, you, like, it was a consensus that Soto was the most dangerous bat in that lineup. You know, with all due to respect to guys like Rendon, um, Trey Turner was important piece as well but soto was the main guy right right right. and for kobe and shaq it was it was very much like 1a 1b kind of situation yeah yeah exactly exactly. Uh, yeah definitely kobe was kobe was 21 around there age-wise yeah yeah he was around there age-wise um but it's it's just hard to really fathom like and especially it's so he's won basically all the accolades there is to win. I mean, he's he's at, he's already been to the pinnacle of you know professional sports. You know, winning that championship in his league. He's at the age of twenty three, got all the leverage in the world. 
playing for a team that's probably desperate to keep him around. And any team would love to have him. They would definitely, you know, just uh, just empty out the farm to get this guy. They're like, and tell me, why does he want out? Well, the Nationals are fifth place, um, and the thing is, is if you think about how that contract is broken down, forty four four hundred and forty million over fifteen years. That's less than thirty million dollars per year, and. Let's be real. He's a guy that probably deserves more than that um, on a year-to-year basis. I mean, I understand it's 15 years. I think he could get more than that. And not only that, he could probably get it from a team that's actually going to be contending. Because the Nationals, they're, I mean, don't let the fact that they won a World Series recently fool you. Like, they're a dumpster fire right now. And they're going to have, uh, you know, Strasburg is aging. What, you think... You think guys like uh, Scherzer are going to be around for that long? You know what I no, mean? No, probably not. It's, it's, they're a team that doesn't show any signs of going up if you're Soto, right? So locking yourself in for 15 years with this franchise just doesn't make sense. And th- there's a lot of talk about even guys like Josh Bell, who's a very good player for them right now. But he's a, such a good trade asset, going to be a free agent uh, uh, coming up this, uh, at the end of this year. And he's a, he's a switch-hitting guy. He's hit over 10 homers. He was, he was one of the notable snubs for the NL All-Star game. He's hitting over 300. He's going to be dished out, I think. And so with all the pieces going out, either by trade or either by just getting aged out, if you're Soto, you just don't want to be in this kind of situation, especially when you have so much leverage. And so... If a guy, if a team like the Yankees or the Dodgers, who seem to perpetually be competitive in this league, are going to give you as good of a contract, I don't know why you'd want to stay, right? And yeah. he know he owes no allegiance to this team. Like he's arguably from a sentimental point as well. He's won the ring, right? He's yep. he's achieved that kind of you know success that this fan this franchise has been you know yearning for. So. He's kind of, you know, he, he may be thinking, he might be thinking that really it's kind of at the hangover phase now and it's also a, a time to, you know, pick a new place to play it. Damn. So, so who do you think is the, the front runner? I mean, obviously, like, the Yankees are going to be in it. Because, yeah. Yeah. like, when you get to, like, a contract of this size, yeah, yeah. the fact of the matter is there are just some franchises who will never be able to shell that yeah. out. You know, the White Sox are not going to shell out 500 million. They just can't, right? And so you have to look. And so that already whittles down the league to like maybe at most 10 teams, right? So maybe the Mets can do it. Yep. Maybe the Braves can do it. Yep. Maybe the Red Sox can do it. But the Mets and the Braves, I don't see happening because they are division rivals. Exactly right. Yep. And, and if you're the Nationals, I mean... You'll take what you can get, but I think the Mets and the Braves, you can't really say that they're the front runners. Um, the Padres seem like they could work, uh, be- only because the Padres have just been really suffering without Tatis in their lineup, so they can really use some offensive help. And they also seem to have a lot of... They seem to have good pieces up and down that roster that they're able to compete right now. And they were expected to compete last year, and it didn't work out. But right. they're still trying to... you know make a push to win something. The Blue Jays could also be in it as well because they have the capital. Um, and, and then you the have Red the Sox. usual suspects. Yeah, the Red Sox. Yeah. 
The Red Sox, though, like the thing is, like even though they can, I don't think they will, and I don't think they should, because they have, you know, their their superstar pitcher Chris Sale literally comes back you know, his first game, and he gets a line drive right to his right to the pinky on his throwing throwing arm, and he has to he has to be taken out of the game, and it looked nasty. Like his pinky looked like it was absolutely like it was obviously dislocated. It looked so nasty. Oh god. And, it really sucks because, uh, first of all, they're paying a lot for him. Yeah. And he was the one piece, like, he was the guy that, uh, coming into the season, right, we looked at the Red Sox and we were thinking, well, until he comes back, can the Red Sox put together, like, decent results? Because when he comes back, you know, all the experts think, you know, he'll be able to contribute majorly. And, well, that variable has just been thrown out the window. So I don't see the Red Sox really making a serious push for it. And so I don't see... You know, um, that I don't, I can't see them getting so desperate over Soto at this point. Um, so I think it's probably going to be the Yankees or the Dodgers. Yeah, right. What about and the Giants? I don't see the, I don't see the Giants doing it either. Well, first, super like well run franchise, I mean, historically. And I think, you know, big investments like this, I don't really know. I, I like the Giants, like their, their success. Versus, you know, the contracts they've handed out to players historically just aren't, you know, quite there. Like, they're not huge spenders, I feel like. They're just a... They, they're kind of like the Spurs, as in, like, they make, like, very shrewd, you know, purchases. And I just don't see them making, like, uh, handing out the biggest contract in sports history. I feel like the Rangers could be in for the it. Rangers, because yep, yep. The Rangers, uh, the Rangers, it's definitely fitting their persona. I mean, they already dished out like a lot of money for Semyon. They already dished out a lot of money for Seager. Yeah. And they're actually, I mean, you could argue that they're in the race for the playoffs, I guess. I mean, they're, uh, they're sitting outside of it right now, but depending on how the Red Sox, you know, pan out, because they don't, they seem to be sliding and doesn't seem to be, you know, the, the end of their slide does not seem to be anywhere near in the future and so and the angels seem to like they've just combusted like halfway through the first half of that season uh, of the season so i can see the rangers making a push for him so there are a lot of like there are i would say like there are probably about like 10 teams that like they can if they like really really wanted to and yeah. they, i think they had the capital to do it but i think the only teams that are really going to pull the trigger are teams like the yankees dodgers maybe the padres at this point all right all right. Yeah, um, but just some other um, names in in, the, in free agency this year. We have starting pitchers, um, Luis Castillo. I mean, uh, solid two seventy year. And, and the thing is, like with with MLB trade deadline stuff, you're gonna notice that a lot of the sellers are fifth place teams in their division, uh, and mm, right. they're just looking to get some assets back for either expiring free agents or free agents on maybe one year, one more year on a deal, or um, they have players that have team-friendly contracts. So anything that has really good value, a lot of these teams are going to be shelling them out. Um, so Luis Castillo playing for the Reds is, the Reds are not comp- competing anytime soon. And so he's a guy that has thrown 2-7 ERA. Uh, he's, he, he's an all-star this year. He's had consistent success in the last, several seasons so he's a proven asset and so he's probably the best pitcher in the market right now definitely among right-handers and then you have guys like uh martin perez who is 
playing for a slightly more competitive team in the Rangers. So, and so I think he's going to, he's like less likely to move, but he's probably the best lefty in the market right now, sub three ERA as well. And he just got his first time all-star berth. But the thing about him is that um, he's not as proven as a guy like Luis Castillo, right? First time all-star. He's also 31 years old. Um, but the thing is, is, you know, I think he's coming on. I think he's expiring um, this at the end of this season. So that might be, I'm not too sure about that, but um, he's, he's in the market. He's on the trading block right now. And then a team like the Diamondbacks, who's, uh, they've got some starting pitching assets that they could um, turn over. Obviously the Diamondbacks are just, they're not competing at all this season. They have guys like Bumgarner, obviously an aging pitcher. Uh, we know him very well for his heroics in the playoffs. And you know that some teams who are making that playoff push maybe want some depth, some, you know, a proficiency coming out of that bullpen because uh, he's at the stage of his career. Where he's probably okay with coming out of the bullpen if you're playing for a team that's contending for a ring. Um, and, uh, but the thing is, is that the Diamondbacks might have to pay part of that salary because he's getting paid a decent amount. And the Diamondbacks also have guys like Merrill Kelly, um, he's got a really good uh, team-friendly contract, $9 million per year. And uh, and the good thing about him is that uh, uh, his his contract expires at the end of next season, but there's a team option for that. So it's, it's really uh, a, a friendly contract for any team who wants to take that on. He seems to be a guy that could probably be, you know, one of your fourth or fifth starter on a, on a contending team. So he's a, he's a quality addition as well. Okay. Um, for hitters... Uh, ben Intendi yeah. for, uh, on the Royals, again, just playing for a really bad team right now. But he's he's one of those guys that, you know, we know him very well. Like, he can, he's a decent player. He was decent when he played for the Red Sox. But right now, he's hitting over 300, playing the best baseball of his life. And more importantly, he's a left-handed batter, right? And, and there are teams like the Blue Jays. Um, all you see is right-handers up and down that lineup. And, uh, and a guy like Andrew Ben Intendi might be a good way kind of break that up in a lineup and and so far he's got like a hundred hits i mean the power doesn't seem to be there this year like i know him usually to be like a 20 home run guy 15 homers but only four homers this year um, playing in a big ballpark i guess but um not the biggest guy you know that you that fits the bill for power or homers but everything else like he seems to be i think he's going to be a popular target i okay. think the yankees are going to be in for him as well there are rumors about uh, the Yankees. I think they're. I think they're looking to trade uh, Joey Gallo. Gallo, yeah. Because, yep. um, it's just not working out, right? I, I, I just never. I feel like um, he definitely seems to have regressed. I know uh, by the numbers he probably hasn't, but it just feels like uh, he was a much bigger name when he was playing for the Rangers. His numbers are bad. Just, it, like it just hasn't worked out. I mean, he he's never been like a guy who hits for average, right? He's been a he's been a guy who was a power hitter. I thought him coming to the Yankees was going to be amazing because left-handed hitter. Yeah, yeah. In the Yankee Stadium. But it just hasn't worked out that way. And so maybe they might want to ship a guy like Gallo out and then bring Ben Intendi in to restore some lefty because um, the Yankees need to have some left-handed batters to accompany mm. you know, Stanton, Aaron Judge. And so they have Rizzo, right? But they, they, they need to make sure that they've got... Um, they, they got a good balance of left-handed hitters as well. So I think Ben Attendee's going to be super popular um, uh, this trade deadline. Tell me and this. And then, of course, I've talked about Josh Bell. Tell me this. If, even if you are not a hitter, even if you're a power hitter, 
Will 163 do it for you? Um, no, but I think I think if you have Gallo's kind of power, he's gonna have value. Um, even in like a pinch hitting scenario. Um, but yeah, he's really not. You really want better for how much you're paying him. <laughs> um, it looks the thing is, is like pretty bad. <laughs> we we know that he can hit for power though, right? And like. Power is something that you can never have. I mean, I personally think power you can never have too little of. And at the end of the day, like a lot of successful teams, especially teams like the Yankees, if you're in the AL East, power is like such an important, you know, tool to have. Yeah. Depends on the division you play in. If you play in a like a division where there's a lot more like pitchers, parks, like um I guess the AL Central is a good example. Then, you know, maybe not. But if you're playing in the AL East, if you're an AL East team, definitely. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know about, like, well, Gallo's definitely, like, he's, uh, his trade value is pretty low at the moment. And so that's the only reason why maybe the Yankees might hold on to him. But, yeah, he, he's definitely not cutting it. And, um, which is, which is so, like, weird. Because, yeah, again, I thought he was going to in Yankee Stadium. I was pretty pissed when they got him. <laughs> All right. And then, of course, we talked about, like, yeah, Josh Bell. Yep. Josh yep. Bell, I think, is going to be um, super popular switch hitter, um, playing really well, um, expiring contract. You know, it's, it's like a classic, you know, trade deadline tour. Well, adds value to your lineup, expiring contract. He's he's just got everything. So I think he's definitely out. So I let, let's talk about one more guy, Aaron Judge, who's not going to get traded, but he's set to be a free agent after this, and no extension. Yeah, he's not. He's not leaving. You think so? I don't think. You think so? Yeah, if the Yankees want to keep a player, they can do it anytime because they can outbid any team. And I don't think there's any team in the league right now really like compete with that. And I don't think the Dodgers really have a guy like him that bad. You know? But let's say all right, all right, all right. Fair enough, fair enough. Fair enough. I think if I'm the Dodgers, like if the Dodgers are gonna go for Wait, I, I lost you. I was gonna no. I was just gonna say that I, uh, they would go for Soto instead of. Uh, oh, oh, I see, I see, I see. Instead of Judge, I think. I see, I see. Yeah, and like, I yeah, I, I New York is not gonna let Judge go. Like he's so popular with he that is. fan base. But listen, listen to what he said. Listen to what he said. So, Judge was asked about a young fan named Jacob who was afraid his favorite player won't be a member of the team after this year. The thirty-year-old said. Jacob, buddy, we've got a lot of great Yankees on this team. There are a lot of great Yankees who will be here for a long time, so don't be upset. Hopefully, you'll be a Judge fan for life. What does that mean? He's just, he's just posturing. What does that he, mean? He's, he knows that he's, he's <laughs> about to get paid like 400, 500 million. <laughs> he's just trolling the Yankees. <laughs> he, no, he, he, he's just trying to... He's just trying to 
he's just trying to like tease out like 50 million more dollars you know what i mean Apparently, he turned down a 200-some million dollar offer. Oh, yeah, of course he would. Unless, yeah. like, that contract's for, like, four years. Like, there's no way he's taking <laughs> It was... I don't remember what it was. I mean, it better be, like, it better be, like, five years, four years. I mean, or else it's not, he's not even going to look at it. Um, he shouldn't. How many, yeah. how many more years does he play? I mean, how old is he? Is, he's I mean, 30. I, he's I, 30. He's pretty old, right? Yeah, because he, he wasn't, he wasn't, I mean, not really like a late bloomer, but I mean, relatively, I guess. Um, honestly, I, th- I think he's going to get like 10 years. It was a seven-year, $210 million deal. Nah, he's, he, he's going to get more. It was just that. over $30 million a year. Yeah, no, I, I he's he's worth more than that. I feel like I I feel like he could get four hundred million, especially after this season. I think I mean, he, he probably should. It's but I mean, and I feel like the thing is, I feel like he's gonna feel like he's he's owed something because he's making nineteen million this year. Yeah, off of arbitration. Yeah, and yeah, so, exactly. Like, it's... like I would be pissed if I were him. Oh yeah, he probably thinks like he's up there with like Mookie Betts. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'd be like, "Where's my Soto. other nineteen million for this year?" Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, he he's. I personally don't like value him as much as guys like, and I think most people will agree that most like he shouldn't be valued as high as Vlad Junior. He shouldn't be valued as high as Juan Soto because of the age, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Because yeah. of the fact that you know the homers are great, but. You know, in terms of you know other facets of the game, he's not I think top tier level like Ronald Acuna Jr. kind of level talent. Sure. But of course, he probably thinks he's owed the world. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, thirty three. If I hit thirty three home runs halfway through the season, I would feel that way. <laughs> I mean, if he hits like sixty homers, yeah, um, Holy he's gonna get shit. He's he's gonna get the truck ready <laughs> for the four hundred million fat check coming his way. Right. It, it's crazy how much baseball players are paid. Yeah, that's true. It's like I wonder why like more why why don't more like young you know athletes try to go into baseball? I know it's not glamorous, but but the money's there. Money's money, man. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe they just find it boring. But money. Yeah, but money, but it's boring, you know? Or maybe I mean, maybe they feel like they can be Kyler Murray, they can play uh, football for five years and then be like, all right, well, I'm done with this, and then go to the MLB. Maybe, maybe. I mean, it's been done, right? Yeah, because Murray was drafted, wasn't he? I think a lot of players were like drafted. No, but his uh, guy was. I think this guy was like. Was he a first round pick? Oh, really? He's that good? It was either. He was selected. Wait, what? Yeah, ninth overall. Holy smokes. He was selected ninth overall. 
Holy smoke. He's the first player to be drafted in the first round of both sports. Yeah, but yeah. He was first overall in the NFL and then ninth overall by the A's. <laughs> like he could actually go he could actually go in the MLB. Like he could actually go play in the majors. <laughs> like <laughs> I mean, but the thing is is like it looks like he's on track to make like 30, 40 million. Yeah, yeah, he is going to. Yeah, he he's going to be a franchise quarterback. And, yeah, and at, and at this point, even with the hindsight, he's not going to make that much money, right? With baseball, it's yeah, probably. I mean, probably not. Um, yeah, but... it's like like first round draft, like first round picks in like baseball mean almost nothing. Like, but what if you know he gets injured or his body gives out after ten years of playing football, and then uh comes over like a that's a 33 year old the mlb i mean at, at the worst he could probably you know play decent minor league ball and make like high six digits yeah like jordan did better than nothing, better than nothing right who knows uh you want to move on yeah let's go nba yeah let's do it nba the wizards get tosh gibson it's huge <laughs> It's massive. <laughs> Todd Gibson, the best player on the Bulls <laughs> 10 years ago. <laughs> My god. Yeah, I, I don't even know how much how much he's making. He's probably making that better minimum. Gosh. He's making more than the minimum? Yo, 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 yo. He's probably he's probably making better minimum. You remember remember we we're joking about Udonis Haslam? What about him? You know, apparently the Heat, like, went to him and asked if, like, he wanted to come back. Like, no joke. Like, like this year. Like, yeah, like, uh, like I, I, at this point, like, he's more of an assistant coach that, like, happens to be wearing the uniform. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> then why not just hire him as an assistant coach? I don't know how the salaries work. Maybe they, maybe, what do maybe you he mean? would get more. Did they just give him more? Just give him more. What? Why? Why? Well, did, why does he have to take up a roster slot? Well, I I think he turned it down, right? So maybe he was gonna get paid more than the coach, and he just wanted to kind of leverage or negotiate. So dumb. It's so dumb. I saw that though. That, yeah, that was pretty funny. It's so funny. Holy! I'm like, shit. first of all, like, first of all, I was like, wait, he's still around. <laughs> like, I know, me too. I, I, I thought he was long gone. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, I, I, I literally think. Well, he didn't play a single minute in the playoffs. I think he l played no minutes at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he didn't. No, he wasn't a player. Like, <laughs> Did he even get minutes in the regular season? I don't think so. Not that I recall. Yeah, yeah. It's like it, he's just putting on that uniform. I don't understand it. I mean, he's probably just happy to be, you know, still in the NBA. You know? I mean, obviously, I like, yeah. If I'm getting paid multi-million dollars to just like sit there, I'll do it. <laughs> and you just and hype up guys during practice. Listen, listen. <laughs> If it was the most boring job in the world, like if I had to work like some like typing job in like a call center where like all I do is type like for like eight hours a day every day, I would still do that if I made like four million dollars. 
No, I will still do that if I made a million dollars. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. If I made a million dollars, I would still do that. Was he getting paid a million dollars? Oh my, now, now I have to take a look at this. This is ridiculous. This is outrageous. $2.6 million. That's ridiculous. Why did he turn that down? What is wrong with him? I don't know, but I would do a lot of things for $2.6 million, let me tell you. <laughs> Wait, but what, what was his offer this year? I have no idea. What is, the, what is the veteran minimum? I don't know. In any case, like that's... He's probably getting paid seven digits, though. The right? minimum is 1.8 mil. Yeah. So he's making two mil. Yeah. To just sit on the bench. Well, no, that's the two-year minimum. Oh, shit. The 10 plus year minimum is 2.9. So he'd be making, so he was making the min probably. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, so he was literally making the min last year. And this year he'd be making 2.9. He's gonna make 3 million a year. Yeah. Just sitting there. Yeah, just sitting there. He just shows up to practice, you know, gets a workout, stays in good shape. <laughs> yeah, literally. Okay, like stays in good shape, like gets to like, be treated by the best doctors, gets like get a, get a massage, go like sit in like the ice like tub or whatever, do fucking cryogenics, eat like good food that's catered by the fucking team, make three million dollars. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fuck. I wish I was seven feet tall. Like <laughs> and, and isn't isn't it doesn't Florida also like does Florida have state income tax? They have no uh they so if they do, it's very low. So like he has great taxes. Okay. Like they're that okay. they, very, very favorable taxes in, in Florida for the players. So like And it's freaking Miami. Yeah, yeah. Like you have it's not Adonis like you have nothing to do. Udonis Haslam is the ultimate winner in life. He really is, dude. Imagine. Holy <laughs> What a uh, Anyway, anyway, we spent way too much time on why Udonis Haslam. <laughs> <laughs> oh my I, god I, I think i think that should be the title of the episode but um <laughs> you don't have haslam's back <laughs> or he's not reasons actually. why you don't him is you don't haslam is winning it uh, i mean let's let's talk about you know like the the big story go bear to minnesota and, and you said that uh the jazz should really tear it apart um uh, they seem to be well. The thing is, is that I think we both thought that Gobert's like contract damn near immobile at this. No, point, that's right? why. But yes, that's what. Like I was flabbergasted when I saw the news because when I said that, <laughs> when I said that the Jazz should tear it apart, I was saying that like in the context of they're not going to be able to move Gobert's contract, and that's why they should tear it apart. But here they go. Not only do they offload Gobert and his contract. But they get like a shit ton in like return. I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, I I I don't understand this trade at all for the Timberwolves. No, I don't either. Like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> like, what are they? What are they trying to do? I mean, all right, okay, wait, okay, wait, wait. wait. 
I'm sorry. Am I reading this right? Yes, you're reading it correctly. That's they got, they got all of that. Yes. They got four first round picks. Yes, yes, and they got more than that. They got didn't they get players? Yeah, well, Patrick Beverly, who's like oh, Malik Beasley. Okay, and, Pat, uh, these are not. Listen, Pat Bev will play some minutes for you. Yeah, but but yeah, they got four. It's like it's not. It wasn't AD. It wasn't AD, but it was close. Dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. And and AD didn't even come with that contract. Dude, they... Wait, am I missing something? No, you're not missing... That's the thing. It's the thing is that you're not missing anything. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> what? I... I, I don't know how to explain. I, like, I have racked my head. The only thing, the only, like, possible thing that I could possibly think of is, is that, I mean, they're going to, I mean, obviously, obviously they're going to move, um, they're going to put Cat at the four. But then, like, but the thing is, it's like a trade like this. You only do if you're win now mode. That they 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 think that they can win now. They they the Timberwolves are so delusional, are so delusional that they believe that they can win now, like this. Okay, okay, okay. In all fairness, though, okay. Listen to listen to the starting lineup, though. Listen to the starting lineup. It's D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, Kyle Anderson, Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert. Like no, that's not that's bad. Not. not bad, dude. They just gave up four first round picks. <laughs> <laughs> I, so to me what this says to me what this I don't says even, dude i don't even i don't even think the nets get <laughs> no they i think they they believe that anthony edwards is the next superstar like mvp like that that's the only possible reasoning that there could be is that they have a strong confidence that Anthony Edwards is going to be fucking MVP. Because there's no other answer for that. Carl Anthony Towns is a guy who scored four points in a postseason game last night. <laughs> Dude, I... I don't, I don't know, man. This is, like... This has got to be a joke. Yeah, I, could, I could just hear... Dude, the Jazz just like completely rebuilt overnight. <laughs> yeah, they fleeced them. No, no, no. Okay, no, no. Okay, okay. But let's go back to the Jazz. They might trade Donovan Mitchell now. Yeah. On, on top of it. 
They're about to go freaking Danny Ainge mode. Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, they actually might, dude. Like, this could literally be... We could get the Boston Celtics that we have now in five years in Utah. And the thing is, it's like, it's the perfect approach for a team like the Jets, who is not, like, they're not a free agent yeah. destination. This is how they're going to yeah. shoot their bullets, Well, it's right? either going that to be... the only way to... It, it can, it can wow. be like, it's going to be the Celtics or it's going to be the Sixers. Oh my God. But like, either way, are, yeah, either... arguably better than like where, like how far they got. Exactly. That's what, that, that's what exactly what I was going to say. It's like, oh. I would take either of those teams over the jazz over like from the last like three years or whatever. So like, it's, it's a win-win, but, but also, 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 I think we like, we still have to see one of these teams win the chip because Boston hasn't won it. The Sixers have not won it. The other team that's done this, the Pelicans, right? They took all those picks and the players. They haven't done it yet. Is there anyone else who's done this? Uh, I don't think so, right? I think that's it. Like in recent memory, like this, yeah. this many picks. Yeah, um, like this. I, many. I think I think that's I think those are like the three teams that have done like this. But the the thing is, is like the crazy thing is that it's not even like Gobert and like the Utah Jazz. Like that, like marriage was at its peak. It was regressing and on its way down, and it yeah. was getting sour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so they were not in a position of having any leverage. No, they had zero leverage. Big contract, disappointing season. Rudy Gobert was part of why it was so disappointing. Yeah. And they walk out of this deal like they traded a superstar. Yeah, like the only way that this happened is if the Timberwolves approached Utah, right? Right. Which is boggling. Like, why would you do that? Which, like, in like, and for a team that already has a big man, I doesn't play defense whatsoever but you know in, in an era of ball where you know having two six eleven guys seven you know six seven foot plus guys on the court is like kind of rare to begin with yeah like why so wouldn't like, you just go after like donovan mitchell instead for half the picks right seems like a better fit to me too. yeah and like like imagine that team like d'angelo russell donovan mitchell and edwards and then cat Seems pretty good. Yeah. Seems arguably better than what they have now with Gobert. Defense would be defense would be horrible. <laughs> yeah, but it'd be fucking it's fun to watch. It'd be fun to watch. Yeah. Literally, turnstiles everywhere. <laughs> it'd be like one forty to like one thirty every game or something. But <laughs> yeah, it'd be like yeah, yeah. I don't know. This trade is sick, though. Yeah, it's I actually sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's pretty disgusting. That's disgusting, man. It's pretty disgusting. I, I really don't know how they how they pulled it, but it's because trades like this exist that I don't give up on the Lakers doing something fucking like out of this world. Like, like okay, think about it. There's a there's a world there's a world out there wherein the Lakers start LeBron. Kyrie and KD. There's a world. I believe it. 
in the multiverse, there is a universe where that team exists. I believe it. Russell Westbrook? What are you going to do about him? Well, reportedly, reportedly, if the Knicks end up getting Donovan Mitchell, they may try to swap Julius Randle for him, for, for Westbrook. Which, I will gladly take Randle back. Please, please fucking take Westbrook. I will gladly take Randle. In fact, no, no, no. You don't, you don't even have to give us Randall. You don't even have to give us Randall. Just take Westbrook. Take him. I don't want him. And the thing is, like, if I'm the Knicks, I mean, I wouldn't give up Julius Randall for Russell Westbrook. I mean, you can't be that incompetent. Of course, but, the but is, he, they're going to do it. Uh, but, but the thing is, like, Russell Westbrook is like, yeah, he's going to get people to come to Madison Square Garden. That's yeah, for sure. And, 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 and he's going to go 25 and, like, Nine or whatever. Yeah, honestly, like he's he's the kind of player that would definitely. He is relatively. He he is the New York Knicks player. Honestly, he yeah, really is. Incompetent flash. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. All flash, no competence. Like he is, he is the New York Knicks player. If anyone should go there, it should be him. I mean, maybe Kyrie as well. I think Kyrie. Yeah, yeah, Kyrie too, but Kyrie's more competent Kyrie. than fucking Westbrook. Yeah, Russell Westbrook is like a net minus. Yeah, exactly. Russell Westbrook, <laughs> Russell Westbrook is not a top 30 player in the league. Kyrie Irving is a top 15 player in the league. Like, there's a big difference. <laughs> right, right. I don't know, man. Um, it exists. You, you that Lakers, Lakers, I mean, I'll be impressed if they could offload Westbrook because Westbrook, he's, just a, he's one of those pieces also hard to move. But hey, if the freaking Jazz got four picks back, <laughs> I, I think I think though Westbrook is like, it's so hard to make a case for him. Listen, we've done like, Rudy Gobert is like you. You can try to like defense, but Andy, 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 you forget we've moved contracts like this before. His name was Timofey Mozgov. And his other name was Luol Deng. We moved those fucking contracts. That Moscow contract was for $64 million. And that was like five years ago, $64 million. Oh, yeah. Moscow, Luol Deng. Yeah. Probably one of the most disgusting contracts I've ever Yeah, and we moved them. It was disgusting. But we moved them. Disgusting. That's the thing. We fucking moved them. I mean, you can move Russell Westbrook. I think you're just not going to get anything back. That's fine. I, don't, I really don't care. Like, as long as he's off the team and not ruining the fucking chemistry, I, I don't care because he's worth negative money to me. Look, listen, the only way that I would accept Russell Westbrook on our team is if he's a, uh, a negative to the salary cap and <laughs> and and he's paying the team to be there that's the only way that i would accept russell westbrook being on my team he's got to do the anti-hazlitt yeah yeah <laughs> yes like that's the only way that's how bad fucking russell westbrook is i mean i still think russell westbrook has like 
as like a running the second unit kind of player, I think he could still be very good at this. Like, I think he can. He's not a fit for the Lakers. He's just not. He's not. He's not a fit. He's not a fit for the Lakers. He's not a fit for how LeBron wants to play ball. Think about LeBron basketball. And think about Russell Westbrook basketball. Oh, it's not a good fit. No, it's not. They're on opposite ends of the spectrum. It's just, it's just, it just wouldn't work. It just wouldn't work. It, 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 yeah. ain't, it ain't it. It ain't it. And you can't, like, just because he's, like, running, like, the second offense doesn't mean that you can run a completely different system in a second offense. Right. It, whatever. Fuck Russell Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, let, let, let's quickly talk about John Wall. Moving to the Clippers. We might see John Wall back in action. The- uh, 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 well, he skipped all of this year. He played for the Rockets for about half a season for that. So this is definitely an over, over a season he hasn't played. A single game, a single minute of NBA basketball. He gets a contract bought out. He's getting paid. He was getting paid like what forty eight million or something like that, and he gets forty of that bought out by Rockets. Clippers sign him for a contract that basically makes up the between what he was gonna make and then what the Rockets ended up paying him to like GTFO, <laughs> and Clippers basically get this guy for eight million dollars, who, who I think. I mean, tell me if you disagree, but I think he will be starting over Reggie Jackson. Even with, like, 2022-2023 John Wall, he will start over Reggie Jackson. He's going to be the third option. I mean, I think we all imagined at some point in his career that if he was going to contend, he would have to be a number two option. But he's not even that. He's a number three option behind PG and Kawhi. Clippers had injury issues last season. They're gonna get. They're gonna come back full force this year, adding John Wall for eight million dollars. I mean, what? How far do you see this team going? Well, I, and I think I think the point here is that Wall doesn't even have to be the third option. Like he doesn't have to be an option. It's like his facilitation by itself will elevate this team to another level. So let me give you some. Let me give you some numbers. Um, the Clippers have some three-point shooters who are who are much, much worse at shooting pull-up jumpers, like pull-up threes, versus catch-and-shoot threes. Terrence Mann, Norman Powell, Paul George. So uh, I'm going to go in order, Mann, Powell, George. This is, I'm going to do their catch-and-shoot three-point percentage versus their pull-up three-point percentage. 41.3 versus 26.9. Wow. 45.4 versus 35. 41.1 versus 32 and a half. So you can see that they're, they're so much better at catch and shoot threes. They just need another playmaker to facilitate the ball to them. And among players who've played at least 300 games over the last 10 years, only LeBron James has averaged more assists on three-pointers per game than John Wall. So that's that's what he does. I mean, exactly. I tell you, like, 
as a Wizards fan, dude, this guy got guys like Trevor Ariza paid. Like he got he got guys like Otto Porter. Yeah, he's the master. Contracts. He's <laughs> like, the master of of drive to the basket, pop it out, right? Drive to the basket, pop it out. That he's a master of yeah. that. And yeah. and I think that'll he'll be a great fucking fit for this team. And 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 if he can have that kind of impact where he's raising the the three point shooting of like these perimeter shooters by you know ten percentage points or whatever it is, um, like that's gonna be highly impactful. Even if he scores no points, like he'll still be highly impactful. I think. Yeah, and I think that's exactly why. Like, I think he, uh, even if Reggie Jackson has been a more than competent starting point guard in this league, and he's proven, um, he's always been one of those underappreciated guys. Uh, I remember he was playing for the OKC Thunder when he was like really yep, young, right? Yep. And he was still coming off the bench, but he was one of the best, right? Uh, for sure. Guards off the bench in that sure. time, and people were thinking, like, you know, on almost any other team where there's no Russell Westbrook, um, he's starting, right? Yep. Um, and He's starting for the Clippers now, and it's a it's a role that he deserves. But the thing is, you know, when you have a guy like John Wall who can facilitate three point shooters, he should be playing with guys like Paul George. He should be playing with Kawhi, yep. um, based off of that playmaking. That's the best way to get use out of him. And so, whereas Reggie Jackson is, I feel like he's more of like a jack of all trades kind of dude. He can score a little bit, he can shoot a little bit. Um, he's probably better suited to come off the bench. So, so what do you think? Like Clippers, are they? Are they contenders? They're contenders for... Look, look. Okay, even if John Wall wasn't on the team, if Kawhi is healthy, they're going to be contenders. Like, Kawhi is just, is just one of those players who's just... He's just that good, right? Like, if he... So, we, when, we, when we did our top 10 NBA list, we had, like, that top seven, right? Of, like, like these are, like, solo carry like players they can single-handedly right. carry your franchise and Kawhi just didn't make the list because he wasn't healthy but if he was healthy he would easily be on that list of players who can single-handedly carry your franchise so like he's that caliber of player so like even without John Wall I would say that the Clippers are contenders if, if Kawhi is healthy with John Wall there are like solid contenders like top three in the west right right yeah, I think I think if if they get really John Wall to play to his ceiling that we believe that he can play at, despite the injury. So I think if he can be putting up like eighteen and nine, like I mean, I, I the only team that I can say that is gonna really be up there with them is the Warriors, of course. But then after that, it's like why can't the Clippers beat anybody? Yeah, anybody in the West. Like what I would love to see for John Wall is at this point in career because his knees are so shot that I, I would love to see him like in the second like in the in like the next arc if you will because we've talked about filler arcs before in the next arc of his career I would love to see him become like a Chris Paul like figure where like yeah like if you need 20 points from him he can somehow muster up 20 points somehow you know one way or another um, but his, his main purpose is really facilitating the basketball, right? Playmaking for his team and, and, and make, and, and running the offense so that it's smooth and, and everyone is really optimized, right? Like, and, and I think he has the, the thing is like, 
I wouldn't say this if I didn't believe that he, like, if he didn't have the skills to do it. I think he does have the skills to do it. I think he has the mental acuity to do it. And I think he has, like, the playmaking instincts to do it. He just, like, he's been so, like, I need to carry the offense. I need to carry the offense up till this part in his career and and all the teams that he's been on that, like, he hasn't really had the opportunity to to maximize that skill set. But I think this is a perfect opportunity for him to hone that part of his craft. Um, and then, you know, we could see kind of a, a reemergence of John Wall as maybe kind of a newer version of himself in, in the Clippers. Yeah. And it's, um, and you know, what's a really good sign is that I think he quoted, he was quoted as saying, you know, um, uh, that it about when he was like talking about like you know the defense that he's going to face and he says teams are going to be putting the third best defender on me like watch out and and so that means first of all he's confident as he always is but second he realizes his new role and yeah that's the right. thing that i was always concerned because john wall he's always had kind of an ego yeah to him i mean rightly so i mean first round pick he was you know like very like highly regarded just coming into the league and he's always been the best player on his team. He has been multiple-time All-Star, All-NBA kind of talent, good on the defensive end, you know, playing really entertaining ball. And he's, he's kind of one of those guys that everybody says, like, I love to watch him play, you know? But I was, the thing that I was concerned about is because that kind of ego, even if you've been injured for a while, it doesn't go away, right? Yep. John Wall probably still thinks that, you know, like, I'm sure that he's he's always been the guy that thinks he's the best player on the court. Like yeah, most yeah. professionals are. But to hear him say right that third like teams are going to put their third best defender, I think he's realized and matured a little bit about you know where he understands his role to be on the team, and that's kind of the, the thing that I see, and it's like it's a big encouragement because I can see him now, like you said, evolving to that role because that was always kind of the. Uh, the thing about him that I was not sure if he was going to be able to convert is whether he was going to convert that mentality of I need to be the superstar who makes every play, makes all the flashy passes, scores all the fancy points. Like if he was able to realize that, you know, maybe, you know, I need to tone it down and, you know, play the objectively best player every single time, because that's kind of been a little bit of a, his a criticism of his as well. You know, whether it's pulling up from mid range too much in his, uh, in his early days uh, where he was, inefficient for sure like you know true scoring percentages have always been not super favorable or kind to him and so in a lot of ways efficiency you know been his main suit but i think a lot of that had to come with his kind of greed a little bit <laughs> he's got an ego to when he plays so if he's able to kind of turn that uh uh turn that part of his game around like you said man i think he, he could be this is i mean this is without a doubt like the most talented roster he's ever played on yep. not even close yep. like any of his other teams yep. right so yep. this this is going to be uh this is going to be something that's like it could be a big opportunity all right all right we need to talk about um oh boy we still have okay we need to talk about Aiton. we need to talk about uh Dejounte Murray the Hawks we need to talk about Malcolm Brogdon to the Celtics Yep. And then, um, is there anyone else? I think those are the big ones, right? Big ones. I mean, let's first, let's first talk about, like, the, probably the simple one. I mean, Malcolm Brogdon. 
I think being added to the Celtics. Uh, what, what do you think about that addition? I think it's like low key, really, really good. Like, so, Malcolm Brown is one of those guys that I feel like just helps. Any- yeah, he's just like a super solid player, and uh, the best thing is is that they have a ball handler. They got a ball hand like like so. Brogdon had uh, among players with a usage rate of 24% or higher, which is pretty high. There are only, what, 50 players in the league with that kind of usage rate. He had the 10th lowest turnover rate among those players. He also had the lowest turnover rate on drives um, among players who average at least 10 drives per game. Um, so for a team like the Celtics who were struggling with turnovers, with handling the ball, um, getting a guy like Brogdon who will be able to kind of handle that for you, unintended. Um, I, I think it's a low key, like really, really good move for them. Yeah, it could only make him better. Um, because he's also a guy like if he absolutely like I can't see him like you know crapping the bet so hard that like he's even less useful than a bench piece. Yeah, yeah. And so like at worst, you've got a really good bench piece. And at best, like, you've got a guy who's really going to elevate your starting lineup. So this is such a low-risk, like, uh, move for the Celtics. Yep. It can only be good. Yeah, yeah. And then his his three-point shot took kind of a dip last season. But if you look at, like, the totality of his career, he's a pretty decent, like, uh, three-point shooter. Like, without last season, without looking at last season, you know, he's shooting between, like, 30 40%. So like, he's also a good three point shooter. Like I, I, I don't think you can really go wrong with this signing. Yep. Uh, DeAndre Ayton resigning with the uh, Phoenix Suns. I mean, he was a, he was a question mark, right? And maybe it was a little bit too much of the uh, recency bias, kind of getting the best of us. You know, at the end of that series, you know, I was thinking about like, you know, do we let this guy walk? Right? <laughs> if you're if you're the Suns, but. They keep him around. Like, what is it? Four years? Hundred thirty-three, I think. Yeah, something like that. It, it, they match the they match the tender. I mean, it's it's a lot of money um, for a guy that I don't know if uh, he just didn't seem like a guy with that kind of winning mentality. I think, and uh, his dis- his his performance was disappointing. I mean, I mean, what else do you have to say about him? What I have to say about him is this. Did you know that the Suns were quite literally twice as good in minutes where they had Chris Paul and Devin Booker without Aiton on the floor, plus 6.7 points per 100 possessions, than they were with Paul, Booker, and Aiton all on the floor together, plus 8. During the regular season, where Aiton played, um, they had a higher win rate, though. And they had a slightly lower win rate in games that he didn't play. So it's a, it's kind of a catch-22 of maybe he's not the best fit with Chris Paul and Devin Booker all on the floor together. But you seem to be winning more games when he does play. So what the fuck do you do with this guy? I think it's just a case of, like, they just couldn't let him walk. And there like, was, like, like, cause like, what, what were their options? Like, they accept defeat with this entire with this core and try to rebuild, or 
their option was trading for KD. Was that really a viable? Was that? Yes. The, the, the Suns were on KD's list. Of course, the Nets wanted Devin Booker back, but like they could have like tried to do something else. Like, is this really, is this it? Like, this is the final form of the Suns? Listen, listen, if this is the final form of the Suns, fuck the Suns. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, it, I think that they're going to be worse than the Clippers next year. Yeah, this is the, this is the final evolution? This is your Charizard? Your Charizard <laughs> sucks. Their Charizard might have been last year, actually. Yeah, honestly. Chris Paul's is going to get worse. <laughs> terrible this is terrible unless i mean unless Aiden figure i mean he's the x factor right because do you figure it out and because he should be you know for how much he's paid he should be better yeah so like if he figures it out then okay they'll they have a chance to improve but i don't know like because like the thing about him is like you know you're talking about like you know the statistics that point against him when he's playing with you know, um, CP3 and and Booker, and the eye test says it as well. Like I feel like his stats, like even also, kind of seem to make him look a lot better than I feel like he is when I watch him play. Yep, hundred percent. So I don't, I don't know, man. I just, I don't, I don't understand. I don't get. It. But um, Dejounte Murray. All right. To the Hawks. This one I mean, is what, also meh. I don't know. Like I, I, I it's really funny. Or not funny, but it's interesting because I, I thought, I really thought like a couple of years ago, Dejounte Murray was like player of their future. He was a couple of years ago, but, but like he never really like broke out. You know? Yeah, and I think the other thing is that this team doesn't feel like it's going anywhere, does it? No, because DeJounte Murray has never, like, broken out. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Like, but, like, look at, their, look at the rest of the team, though. It's like... Like, literally look at the team and tell me, like, their best players are... Doug McDermott? I mean, no, without a doubt. Like, I, I don't think... No, I think it was a good trade for the Spurs. I'd do it again if I were them. Yeah, and I, I just like, what are they gonna do? Like, are they tanking? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what. I, it'd be interesting. Because I mean, at this point, just retire, right? What is this team? Like, why do you want to? Somebody explain to me what this team is. I don't understand it. They're rebuilding. They're rebuilding. They are worse than the Orlando really? Magic. Wait, no. This might be the worst roster in the NBA. Like, as is. Maybe. Maybe. They have... Uh, yeah. Yeah, they're, worse than they're best... Too. If you're a best player, best player is Zach Collins, I think... I think... I think you're fucked. Yeah. No, this is a really bad team. This is... Um, yeah, this is the worst team in the NBA. Holy shit. I, I'm just like... I just want to ask Paul, like, dude, do you really want to get up in the morning and coach this team? GTFO, GTFO, <laughs> GTFO. <laughs> Like, this is not good. It's not like because the thing is like 
they could get last place in the NBA. Nobody's going to talk crap about Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But the thing is, is like, why? <laughs> like, why do you do this? I don't. Maybe he thinks that he can do it one more time. He can hit, he can hit David Robinson and Tim Duncan one more time. I mean, like, dude, he's, he's really old now, too. Yeah, he's super old. Like, I don't see him, like, I don't see him, like, sticking around for, like, another, like, cord of blossom. That's a long time. It's going to take a long time for that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either, man. It'll be interesting. Uh, but I think it's a uh, good addition for the Hawks, I guess. They're still not going to be relevant, but... Oh, I, I think the biggest, the biggest problem, my biggest problem with this is for the Hawks is both Murray and Trey Young want to have the ball constantly. Like. They gave up three first round picks for DeJounte Murray. I know. It's just. What's going on? Like, dude. <laughs> I don't. Did people not learn their lesson? Like, I, don't I don't get it, man. I don't get it. This is like. Oh man, I don't understand why like these teams keep trade like putting two ball like two ball handling need the ball in your hand point guards on the same team together. Like why why? Who told you that this was a good idea? Who said that? Like like, okay, so like Chris Paul and James Harden was probably like the first like big example, and there you might have more of an excuse because Chris Paul is a world class passer, and there may not be up like he's the best passer since like John Stockton or something. So like okay, sure, but like neither Murray nor Trey Young are even close to that. So like that's the equivalent of putting like. Russell Westbrook and John Wall. No, he, they're not even as good as passer as John Wall. Like, I don't know, man. I don't get it. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's stupid. All right, let's move it's on. Like the, the Hawks are just like, you know, oh, uh, we should get somebody... You know, spice it up. <laughs> Let's go. Even Donovan Mitchell would have been better. Even Donovan Mitchell. Oh my god. All right. All right. I'm done. I'm fucking done. All right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about NBA wise? KD. Uh, I don't know where he's gonna go. Um, apparently he and Kyrie still want to play with each other, which is why I was saying that in the multiverse somewhere there is a universe. Wherein KD and Kyrie play for the Lakers next season. I'm just saying. Also, like, could you imagine being a Nets fan? No, I cannot. Mostly because I don't know if there are Nets fans. But. That's also true. <laughs> but. No, I can't imagine. This is like. The biggest roller coaster that never hits a peak. It's, it's, it's <laughs> fucking incredible. From. <laughs> From fucking the KG, like, Joe Johnson, Paul Pierce nonsense, all the way till now, it's just been like, holy shit, like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> they just go up and down, and, and nothing really comes of it. It's, like, it's just... it, it turns out that Darren Williams was actually just the peak of the Nets. 
Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, okay. Let, let... <laughs> okay, let's talk about it. Wait, Katie and Kyrie brought them the best, right? It just wasn't good enough. But yeah, it, it, it's what. Wait, 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 wait. Did Darren Williams not go to like second round of the playoffs? I, uh... This guy had to have, right? There ain't no way. There ain't no way. I, they never went to an Eastern Conference final. Oh my god. Alright, whatever. Whatever. He went. Oh, he went to. E... Wait, wait, what? No, wait, wait, wait. He went to the. Oh, he went to the Eastern Conference semifinal. There you go. Yeah. That's not bad. I mean, it's not the peak of the. <laughs> Not the peak, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh wait, 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 wait! That was when they had fucking Joe Johnson, Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett. Yo, 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 yo! Wait, 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 wait! Imagine this team, but like three years younger. Kevin Garnett, Joe Johnson, Kirilenko, Sean Livingston, Brooke Lopez, Paul Pierce, Mason Plumley, Jason Terry, Darren Williams. Like three years younger, just three years younger. That'd be a yeah. banger team. Problem is that it, they weren't. <laughs> yeah, the problem is that they weren't. But dude, like three years younger. I, no, but I, this is what I'm saying. I'm I'm cosplaying. Dude, I'm. I mean, if you want to, if you want to say that, just look at the Lakers. Younger. No, no, no. I'm I'm cosplaying. I'm cosplaying the Nets uh, front office when they built this roster. Hey, imagine this roster. If they were three years younger. <laughs> That's what they were saying. <laughs> Look at it again. NBA champion, Kevin Garnett. <laughs> Holy shit, it's too fucking funny, dude. Oh my god. Alright. You want to talk about EPL, I guess? And then, uh... Yeah, let's do it. Sign off. I mean, EPL. Well, I mean, are you happy? You got Ericsson. No, I mean, I mean, yes, I'm happy that we got Ericsson, but... Uh, he, he starts for you guys, by the way. Yeah, he does start for us, because we're ass. Yeah, but he starts. Yeah. And, and you're, it's not like you're signing him off, you know, uncertainty. Like, he... He got some Premier League, you know. He was good. He was good. And he was really good. Yeah, he was good. Got him. On a free. I would be happy if I were United fans about getting him. Yeah, no, no. I'm not unhappy about getting him. I'm just unhappy in general. <laughs> and I don't blame you. <laughs> it's a good start. Uh, offloading Pogba. Probably a good start. Oh, well. my. You know, Pogba is one of those... Where he's not as bad as Westbrook, but he's close. <laughs> like, I'm sorry that it came to that. Because I was I was the biggest fucking Pogba stan for so fucking long. And I think I just had I had to come to back to reality and realize that it just didn't work. It just didn't work. Oh, he's like he's like peak toxicity. Yeah, I, and I think the biggest problem is that it doesn't work when Pogba is the biggest star on your team. 
No, it doesn't. I think if you had put Pogba in like Real Madrid, peak like Real Madrid or Barcelona, and you had like Messi, Neymar, fucking Iniesta to like, you know, to stomp him down and, you know, kick him in the shin a little bit. I think that team would have been nasty. But like, when he's the biggest star, it just don't work. It don't work. Like, I mean, I, he's usually good for France, isn't he? No, no, but that's the thing. So I have this, I have this theory. I have a theory that if, if Mbappe didn't become the star that he became for that France team, that that France team was on the verge of fucking imploding because of Pogba. That's my theory. If Mbappe oh, didn't yeah. become the star that he became. I mean, Hugo Lloris is probably whipping him into shape. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, oh my he's, god. He's been, he's been good for France, but yeah, for United, it's just toxic. It's so just... Toxic. It is, it's, a, it's a damn shame, because... Oh man, he could be so good. Like, he could be so good. He has it all. He has literally... Literally everything that you could possibly want. He has size. He has speed. He has technique. Like, he has everything. He has everything that you can... Yeah, Yeah. he can shoot. He can defend. Like, he can literally do every single possible thing. If I had to create a midfielder, a center midfielder from scratch, it would be in the form of Paul Pogba. Right. But not his head. (laughs) Not his head. Yeah, someone else's head. Literally, his head is actually good. Oh, yeah, his head is... (laughs) Even his head is even good. Fuck! Just his brain. Just his brain. Just take out his brain. Do a lobotomy. Replace it. Oh my god. That's you got so Lissandro good. Martinez. Lissandro Martinez is also a good addition. Also very good. Yeah, it, right? Very good. I'm very happy with this one, actually. It's a, it's a position of great need. We got a great young player who is... Not unproven, like he's like a great like fit. We we fucking needed it. We fucking needed it. Yep. I don't care if we overpaid. We needed it. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Center back. You guys needed one. I mean. Yeah, that desperately. Uh, yeah. The main guy. Uh, Fr- fridge McGuire was not working. Um. He's our captain again. I mean, yeah. Why well, you can't just you can't just you know you can't just go back on that. Oh, I Unless can, we're... I can. When David fucking De is on the team and he's been captain before, I can surely make a captain again. Holy shit! Oh. Uh, I, no. Unless you're like, unless unless like he stops like showing up to practice like Aubameyang, like he's not gonna. Leave. It's so tilting, dude. It's so tilting. Because he does, he does everything correctly from a professional standpoint. He's just not good. It's so tough. Just like, you know. Oh my god! All right, you know. Okay, fuck this team. Go on, go on to whatever's next. Um, Chelsea, Chelsea uh, making some additions at the. They lost Rudiger. Um, they they lost Zuma earlier this season, so. They really needed some reinforcements at the back. They're they they got it in Koulibaly. They're they're in it for Kunde as well. So Chelsea's looking good. They obviously got rid of Lukaku. Lukaku. If you dude, if you haven't seen uh, Luke, 
uh, return to Inter Milan, like kind of trailer slash video. It's the cringiest thing ever. Why? 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 Because he started like he started like reciting a sonnet in the background oh. <laughs> to like romanticize his return uh. to Inter Milan. It was really cringy. It was funny though. Uh, uh, Arsenal's making moves. I mean, we already. Uh, but Zinchenko, I think. I think. I think Arsenal's just like. I think. Uh, I think Mikel, uh, Mikel Arteta is just trying to get all of uh, mm-hmm. Pep Guardiola's hand me down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, no, no. You don't understand. You don't. Wait. You didn't hear the news? You didn't hear the news? What? Arsenal's converting the city youth team. <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal is actually just the farm team for City now. <laughs> they just they are just, just moving all the reserves who didn't get enough play time to Arsenal, and then once they develop, they're gonna bring them back. <laughs> They're gonna get Bukayo Saka right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in three years. That's oh so my god. <laughs> and it's so funny they missed they missed out on Rafinha, which I think is funny. Yeah, um, yeah, true. But he always wanted to go to Barca, you know. What yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. He he got what he wanted, and I I think that's fine. We we talked about this before, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but but it's it's almost it's almost surprising then that Raheem Sterling didn't end up on Arsenal. Huh? I guess, True. I guess Raheem's, but, Raheem Sterling's like, okay, I'm not, I'm not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, uh, yeah, and also, Raheem Sterling ain't that young anymore. Oh, Raheem Sterling. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's like, oh, his, wait, he's, he's, a, he's still 27? Yeah, he's in his late half of his 20s. Wait, I thought he was 30. Wait, he's still young? Dude. Wait, he could easily go to Arsenal. Nah, only only U twenty three. I think Jesus is like twenty five or something. Holy shit! Uh, yeah, Jesus is twenty five or something. Yeah, uh, but anyway, yeah, Sterling, dude, when he first came out onto the like that yeah. first World Cup he played, yeah, in, he yeah, was like fifteen yeah. or something. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 right, right. right? He was so is Rashford. Rashford yep, yep, is exactly. Also yep, yep. Like, he feels like he's been around forever. Yeah, yeah, he sucks. Um, <laughs> uh, Richarlison to Spurs. I think it's a good move. I like it. Um, he's gonna be probably first man off the bench, which is like a pretty good, pretty good depth uh, to have. Uh, also, Son is like Son is thirty one now. Yeah, something like that. He shouldn't be playing thirty eight games at this point. I don't think. Yeah, probably not. Um. Um, so Richarlison's good for so many reasons. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think it's a great signing. I think it's a great signing. Yeah, and um, oh, what else? And you're getting Lenglet too, aren't you? Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll have to see how that works out. I don't know if he's. I think he. Sh- I, I think he probably will get some games in starting. Yeah. But I don't think he's like uh he's a lock. I don't think he's a lock to start over Ben Davis. No, and I don't think he should be. But I, I think he's like a solid rotational piece though. Like. Yeah, yeah. I, I think to, he'll ha- be good. to have him on the bench as a reserve, like that, that's a great piece to have. Yeah, yeah. I th- I'm I'm pretty happy with that too. Yeah. We got we got uh Jet Spence as well. 
Yeah. Uh, so you got like obviously we already have Parasitch. We already. Yep. Yep. Uh, so we have like added some good uh, depth pieces that are experienced, as well as you know taking some high flyers on you. So like, this has been a pretty good window so far. And and I mean it's this is by no means a conclusion, but I'm hearing some uh, noise about Spurs being interested in James Madison of Leicester City, which would be a fantastic addition because I think they need a creative guy. We never really filled the hole that Eric left us. Mm. Uh, and James Madison, you know, creative player, can get on the score sheet, can also, you know, provide assists. I think he's probably, I think that's the one piece that I before the window closes. Because uh, center backs have just been, yeah, it's, we're not getting linked to anybody, so I'm not really, you know, too hopeful for it at this point. But let's uh, finally talk about uh, one um, Lewandowski, Barcelona. Damn. I mean, dude, that's Damn. Barcelona's Barcelona. I mean, is, do they still have a battle? Who cares? <laughs> I mean, I do. He was he's playing really well. well now he's you definitely have, gonna be. Oh yeah, Lewandowski. Oh yeah, there. Oh yeah, he's definitely getting benched. But I mean. <laughs> Bowman coming off the bench is like that's that's pretty damn good. Can we can we talk about Lewandowski though? Like this guy, because he hasn't played ever in La Liga or the Prem, like doesn't get the same sort of like fanfare of you know Neymar, fucking Messi, Ronaldo. Like I don't want to say he's Messi Ronaldo level, but like man, if there's a level like right underneath those guys. It might be Lewandowski. Yeah. Guys, he's like he's like right there with like Suarez. Yeah. Which is like, oh, that's like a really good question though. Like, would you rather have peak Suarez or peak Lewandowski? Um I Oh man, that that is a tough question. I'm leaning towards Suarez. Yeah, dude, Suarez, 31 goals in a period season, Suarez, like, that is yeah, like, about as good as a striker gets, right? I'm, I'm leaning towards Suarez. Hmm, that, that's a very good question. Dude, Suarez is so good that he starts for Atletico in the twilight of his career. When guys would be in the MLS, he's playing for Atletico. True. And starting, True. right? True. And I, 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 hmm. I think I would, yeah, I think I would tend to favor Suarez also because of his pace, like relative to Lewandowski. Um, which I also think that gives him a little more versatility. But man, I don't know. From like just like a pure like center forward perspective, like Lewandowski is your like perfect prototypical like number nine like he is it, it, yeah it, i i don't he, he uh, he's I think, I think i would take suarez peak suarez like like career-wise maybe Lewandowski. yeah Lewandowski yeah consistently so good so just peak just peak suarez was 
like peak like last season in Liverpool. Liverpool, like, yeah, yeah. That 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 yeah. Suarez, the Liverpool Suarez, yeah. That was just unbeatable, like maybe best player in the world. Like uh, yeah, single handedly almost won in the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's fair. No, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Yeah. But yeah, I think uh well, they're both gonna get to play for I guess Barcelona by the end of it all. Yeah. Um, now that uh Lewandowski's uh has joined uh, Barcelona. I mean, there's low-key a lot of movement in and out of, you know, Bayern Munich. I mean, they, we were think, we were you know wondering if uh, Serge Gnabry was going to stay. I think he uh, signed a contract. He uh, signed another contract with them. But, but he was, like, potentially out, um, out the door. So, yeah, it's, uh, I wonder what uh, Bayern's going to look like here. There's a lot of, like, uh, movement. They brought in Sadio Mane. Like, a lot of new faces, I feel like. Um, in, in the Bayern uh, club, so yeah. we'll see. I mean, they're always, you know, Champions League, like, you know, one of the first, one of the, you know, top of the favorites, right? Yep. But we'll, we'll see if, um, we'll see if they come back stronger or, you know, do, do they kind of regress in the absence of Lewandowski? It'd be interesting to see. All right. All right, man. Shall we sign off? Let's sign off. Let's do it. Uh, well, I mean, wait, let me just check one more time. What's going the All-Star game? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's check. It is 3-2. 3-2 American League. Uh, only in the fourth inning, so I guess I'll catch on that. Uh, but uh, in any case, uh, thanks for listening, y'all. As always, just keep it 111. And uh, yeah, as always, keep it 111. See you next time. Peace. Peace.